So as we start out tonight having a conversation about this, um, let's set the stage by saying, I'm not trying to write hit songs that everyone likes. It's not our goal. And secondly, we got, we got to just start doing it in order to develop this gift. And uh, that's what I want to encourage you. If you don't get anything else out of tonight, uh, I want you to feel inspired by Scott singing that song that he wrote and hopefully by Stephen encouraging you and me as well and, and going, you know what? I think that's something we could try in our church. Man, if that's yeah. as far as we go, that would be a huge way um, to make an impact in your church. We, we at, at the Station Church in Birmingham, Alabama, wrote some songs that uh, that represented what our church was going through at the time, and mm -hmm. a couple of them got, became very popular within our congregation. And so, uh, so Stephen, I'm going to turn it over to you to give us, just talk to us, share with us some tips. Uh, you know, maybe generally speaking about songwriting, writing a what you consider to be a quality song. Just what, just talk to us, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am certainly a believer um, that anybody can write a song. Okay. Anybody. It doesn't matter your your musical experience, uh, your your maybe musical position, whether it's at a church or otherwise. Anybody can write a song. Why is that? Because I think you only need two things. You need an appreciation or enjoyment for music, meaning you need to like music. Um, I think that's a pretty fair, a fair, fair statement. And then the second thing is you need to have an opinion. That's it. And you need to like music, music, and you need to have an opinion. Yes. So, in other words, okay. you need to have the want to write music. And then you need an opinion, so the ability to be able to look at something and say, I like this or I don't like that. Okay. Never thought of it like that. Okay. If you have the want and you have the ability to form an opinion, then you can write a song. Wow. Okay. Okay. That boils it down. That's so pretty, there you go. That's, that's, pretty that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> now, if you want to write a good song. Oh, a good song. Okay. That's when it starts getting complicated. Um, I actually heard it shared like that. It may have been in a TED Talk that I stole. Oh, okay, a TED Talk. Um, and I love opening with it because in talking to people about writing music, you know, the experience and skill sets of those people vary from very experienced and seasoned to not at all, whether it's in songwriting or even in music in general. Um, and the way he opened with that statement, with that idea, just made it feel so accessible. Yeah, it does. Really, really, I'm still absorbing it, to be honest. But yeah. Yeah, and so it's just the idea that everyone has something to contribute to that if they if they choose to and if they want to. Um, hmm. But, but it, you, it's the second one that I'm still that opinion. If they have an opinion, that they the, the ability to choose one thing over another thing okay. to narrow it down to one lyrical line, okay. one verse, one theme, one melody. Okay. Wow. Super broad. It's as broad as you can possibly get. Now, when you ask the question, how do I write a good song, that's when it gets trickier. And that's what takes more skill, more experience, more know-how. Um, but I think there are good starting points that anybody can take, even in pursuing that goal of a good song, to help themselves get there. Um, and it's really just by starting from scratch and saying, who am I writing the song for? First, developing a target audience, I think, is very important. 
and again, we're still talking pretty broad because a target audience could just be me if I'm writing a song. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, so not necessarily for your church. There are plenty of songs I've written that no one will ever hear, and I don't I don't need them to because I wrote the song. Hey, Scott, can, can I interject and ask you a question? Who did you write that song for when you wrote more? Um, so... First and foremost, it was me, but be, just because of the, the type of ministry people that we have, that's something, mm -hmm. that's a similar song because they share a similar struggle. So my audience was still in that case, I could share, it's not a corporate worship song, but it's something I could share with them as a special kind of music. Okay. So you kind of had a target in mind then. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. it can, and that's great. I, I was going to going to comment on that and just say I appreciated just the heart and what you were sharing with the song and I think that's really good and and it can absolutely be a dual audience um I, I would say it's a fair statement that anything I write entirely by myself I write at least in part for me from my perspective because that's just where I pull from for songs in general you know okay um but I do think it, it, it's important, especially if songwriting is a new thing for you and you're just trying to understand where do I begin. And so if that's if that's you asking that question or if you're leading a team and you're trying to direct them in where to begin, I think these are helpful ideas. So ask the question, who am I writing for? Who am I writing if for? You're, if it's, if you're, your church team, your, your band is writing the song, then it's probably going to be writing, generally speaking, for your congregation for example. And so if you're looking at, at songs for a congregation, then you also in turn have to think of, okay, I want to write melodies that are singable, both regarding the key, but also regarding the rhythms in the melody. If you're writing for the church, right? The, you know, the melodic movements, it needs to be something that, that can be learned and, and sung along with. Well, now we, we've got right? some non-musicians listening. So what do you mean by melodic movement? Define that. What do you mean by that? Um, interesting. I don't know how not to how to explain it exactly in terms. You of, mean simplicity? Sure. It's a yeah, simple it's, melody versus a complex melody. What does that mean? Well, the cool thing, I the non musicians listening, I think you actually have a very almost an advantage in regards to that because you are the average listener. Uh, I've always felt that way in terms of songwriting. You know, for those of us that spend all this time pouring practice hours in and study hours into writing music, there's a ton of advantage to that. But there's something to be said for letting someone who doesn't hear music hear your song and what they have to say about it, because that is the average listener right there. So oh, in regards okay. to writing melodies, if you're not a musician, then uh, you probably have the advantage in terms of writing in terms of writing accessible like melodies. Okay, you because could. my other question is accessible in the sense that they can sing it or they can just listen to it. I believe sing it. Okay, because the goal 85 of, of most songs in a church is hopefully for that they would want to sing along with you. That's personally my goal. Uh, I'm not going to make a try to make a biblical case as to why it should be like that all the time. But that's yeah. I mean, if you're in a if you're if it's a congregational setting. What I want for that period of time I'm on stage with people is for it to feel like a unified voice. So they can engage and sing along. Right. And so melodic movement means it doesn't get so complicated and so wordy mm -hmm. or so in intricate in, in its movements up and down from note to note that it confuses people. Yeah. Or causes them not to want to sing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just yeah. making sure we're clear.
Um, there's a song right now that Carrollton's actually playing live that I wrote. Uh, funny enough, but I don't enjoy doing it live. Which which one? It's called Hold You. Is the name of the song. Okay. And so the chorus is, why don't you let me hold you, rest your head and quit trying to fight it. But the way the drums move, it's a song, it feels like you should be able to engage to it. It just feels like something you want to clap to naturally, but the clapping should be on the offbeat. Okay. The accents are the offbeat. So it's, oh yeah, the one why the drums... don't you let me hold you. Yeah. And especially white people don't get that. <laughs> Yeah, we, we can't figure that out. Yeah, so so it's just a bunch of yeah 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 you know, uh, and I did it. So I created the song, so um, it was my my bad. But stuff like that, for example, you know, um, if I'm writing for a congregation, I want to give them a good opportunity to be involved and to jump in with that. Okay, you know? everybody okay with understanding what we're saying with that? I'm trying to adjust the crystals. Yeah. Uh, and we're making sense with that? Yep. Yes? Okay, carry on. Sweet. I'd be interested to know if you guys agree with that. Um, That's a good question. I agree with it. In terms of if you're writing for a congregation, what, what does it look like? Is that what it should look like, I guess is what I'm saying. I think the challenge with so a lot of stuff. Special. <clears throat> What's that? I think the challenge with a lot of stuff that's coming out right now is that it's cool, but it's not easily singable for a congregation. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Song keys are the classic example. I think the past like five, ten years of. of that. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Ten years ago, fifteen years ago, songs were lower keys, but now popularity is to go up much higher. Right. That is hard right. for us guys to sing along with. And, and, you know, I think nothing's black and white. Very little is, especially in music, because music is so ultimately subjective. It's so broad. Um, you know, and so so I think there is a line, there's a balance in writing, even for a congregation, because you don't want to write stuff that's so stupid, simple, that people just get burnt out on it after two weeks. Like, they, you know. Okay. So there's something to be said for writing for writing melodies that, that are interesting, in terms of the movement, while also being accessible, even if it takes them two or three weeks to access it, you know, two or three times listening, like, you know, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with writing something that takes people a few weeks to get a hold of. Okay, like um, I'm gonna go back to Scott's song. What was interesting to me and jumped out to me is how he stopped after the word more, mm -hmm. and he paused and he emphasized the word more. It, yeah. Was that intentional, Scott? Did he like, okay, I want to focus <laughs> on the word more, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. I mean, that, you you gave like a beat or two of, of space between that and the next phrase, and I thought well, that's kind of cool. Because to me that that felt intentional. I don't know if it was, but mm. and and that 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 helps me remember that word. In other words, so I still remember it now, even though you only sang it once. So right. it was not intentional, but I appreciate that feedback. Yeah, it's something to think about. Say that again. It wasn't intentional, but I appreciate the feedback because that's something to think about as I write future songs. There was a stop. It was like a break. You had the chorus go again, Scott. There is more than you can see right now. That's <clears throat> so to me. That's interesting, and he and, and he emphasizes words that are more and you are important. I, I think that's 